Last time on Trials of the Apocalypse. So you threw him out of the airlock. It's fine. We've all done it. He'll forget, and pretty soon you'll forget too. Their names are Herb and Hanaeus. Yes, it's it's Hanaeus and Herb. I mean, now we're going to have an NPC named Hoofenschmerz. <laughs> you see that smaller hab wiggle a little bit, the whole hab. And then you see a corner of it peel out of the earth. In this clumping section of this space junk, you see a flashing bluish-white light. I, I know what it is, but it's stupid, so move on. But floating up out of it, you see a disc, a cylinder, duct tape. Okay, what sound does a hole make? And then he's got like four of his arms all stuck together. You There's... rolled a success! <laughs> <laughs> when I spend a point of luck, I discover something happening now is related to something that I was involved in years ago. He's really interested in what the fuck is up with this planet. Mm-hmm. And he's incorporeal. Mm-hmm. He kind of wants to just slurp down into the planet and see what's in there. Oh, that's good. I will find you when my research is done. Slurp. Yeah, that's normal. Herb walks forward slowly and picks up the monocle. And then he looks up at you, Rodney, and and asks, So, uh, I guess the world's ending. What are we doing? I guess the world's ending. What are we doing? We're going to try to tie down the part that's already trying to pull away. Okay. Um, you think you can handle that? Or what do you want help with? Or? And he's going to cock his arm and he's going to shoot like this harpoon thing that... <laughs> are you going to like Spider-Man away? <laughs> LOL. <laughs> uh, you do that. That's that's cool. So you do that. I'm not I'm not going to Spider-Man away. I'm going to harpoon into it and pull it back down. Oh, okay. Well, you're probably going to go get a little closer for that. It's a big space. But oh no, I'm doing it from here. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> uh, okay. Then then uh, give me that act under pressure. I would love to. Or or we could consider this protect someone as well. Um, but I feel like. This is in, a, in too broad of a sense to be protect someone. Protect someone is a bit more micro. So this, okay. this is acting under pressure. I was gonna I was gonna suggest use magic, but that's not good for Rodney. Uh, well, I don't think what he's doing is necessarily magical. Okay, that's I, fair. He, he's he's using a harpoon to pull on a thing. I feel like that's more acting under pressure than. Hey, it is. David, you want to blow me? <laughs> did you say do you want to blow me? Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> that sure did. Uh, that's uh, what. What did we establish I was rolling? Act under pressure, so that's plus tough. Plus, or sorry, plus cool. Plus cool. Cool, plus cool. Ooh, cool, 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 cool. Oh no, this is good. This is good. <laughs> yeah? Uh, that's uh, six on the dice, so that's seven. Seven, well, that's that's helpful. <gasps> it's a nice time to get a seven. Um, <laughs> so what you get here is a, uh, a worse outcome, a hard choice, or a price to pay. So Can uh, I pick? Sure. We go hard choice. Yeah, you get a hard choice. Um, this is good. <laughs> Damn, there it is. And earlier you said no uh, in a different context, and my brain filled in the this is good, even though it would not have made sense there. <laughs> uh, it's my tell. Quick question. Anyone else? Anyone have an idea for how to make the situation worse for Rodney? Well, we could kill him. Oh, well, that's, that's not a hard choice. We could make it so that when he goes to like harpoon the thing, um, it uh, either pulls off the arm of the mech or it starts pulling him with the thing. Oh, that's good. Oh, that is good. Question. But he did he did roll, roll a success, though, is my problem. So. Well, I mean, he did successfully harpoon it. <laughs> question, <laughs> question. I'm using technology, so shouldn't I have really w- rolled weird? See, that's that, what this I was is magic. Would, would, would we rather go with that? I mean, that does make it a failure. Though. That makes it a failure. Oh, that is fun then. Okay. Because <laughs> I have a minus one weird. Rewind everything. Uh, yeah, Rodney, uh, go ahead and roll weird on that. Okay. 
And then we're gonna. So just, just, we're just gonna pretend. I'm. I'll. I'll yeah, but are we gonna cut back to to the rolling sound and then me asking you to blow me? No, that's not gonna make the final cut. Oh no, I want that. Though. No, <laughs> I'm not Dave, gonna blow but I you. I want you to blow me. I'm not gonna blow you, Pat. <laughs> no, I'll only blow you in the bloopers. Uh, right here, Proctor. <laughs> here now. Uh, so that's six on the dice, and my weird is minus one, so five. Mark experience? Yeah. Oh, yeah, Mark experience. Mark experience, uh, Rodney. R- Rodney is very experienced. <laughs> <laughs> Rodney, your harpoon, even from this distance, the chain is just long enough. Uh, it pierces the outer shell of the roof of the dome. Um, just in time for that corner of the dome to rip out from the planet's surface. So Rodney's taking a little trip. Rodney, your body uh, in, inside of this mech suit uh, sk- skates along this metal walkway for a few seconds as you're just pulled by the force of it. And then you are pulled aloft into the air and drug out to space. For the second time in like 48 hours. <laughs> <laughs> and Proctor can't even do anything about it. He doesn't know he's, in the, he's inside the planet. <laughs> yeah. Proctor uh, don't know he ain't there. <laughs> oh, all of you have like a, a communicator. Rodney, what are your final words? <laughs> all right, I think, I think I've got it figured out. I'm going to harpoon it down. Okay, here we go. <laughs> Whoa, wait, whoa, 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 I just realized that it wouldn't be trailing off because it would all be on the internet. Yeah, it sure would. <laughs> I, literally, I was thinking the same thing as you. I'm like, does Rodney trail off that way? Is he just being a dramatic little bitch? Uh, Rodney goes out to space and it gets quieter. A moment, no. a moment of silence for our fallen Rod. <laughs> <laughs> our flaccid hot rod. <laughs> I don't know why For you are now flaccid rod. <laughs> I don't know why you say fallen rod. He was sent aloft. You're right. True. For our, our risen rod. Our risen rod. Our flying rod. Um, a moment of silence for our for our risen rod. <laughs> Although I just realized that he isn't a suit that is supposed to help him breathe. Yeah, yeah. so he probably isn't dead. I'm not dead. <laughs> 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 we put we put the guy that needs to die in a mech suit. No, that's that's fine. You're just gonna get taken to wherever Nova's going. Oh yeah, so. this, is, this is great. Um, oh no, no, this yeah, is good. Yeah, damn it! All right, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Proctor. Yeah. As Rodney screams into the sky. Mm-hmm. You descend down. I think you've just turned her communique off. Oh, yeah. No, I'm not. I'm not listening. Yeah. <laughs> I'm, I'm only interested in what the fuck is up with this planet. Yeah. Uh, you descend down one of these pillars, your head poked out as your body glorps its way down deeper and deeper. Um, and you make your way towards the base. Um, what are your questions? Um, I think my first question is, what's my best way in, just as in, like, to something interesting? Yeah. Um, do you want all three of my questions? Yes, I'll take all three. Okay. So, yeah, what's my best way in, as in, like, what? how can I get to something interesting? Um, are there any dangers we haven't noticed? Um, and I think what's most vulnerable to me? Like, what can I fuck with? Okay. I like that. Can I fuck it? <laughs> <laughs> but what can the Froctor fuck with? I'm a lusty blob. <laughs> uh, can this machine get it? <laughs> so let's start with are there any dangers you haven't noticed? Yeah. Now that you were inside the hab and could get a better look at the state it was in and like how it was being ripped up. I mean, you can tell even from that corner that was being ripped up into the sky, it's not like everything there was being pulled, right? Because if if that was the case, then like those struts and everything would have just come with it, right? Right. Um, It's like they were under tension because 
they they were trying to stay rooted where they were and and whatever they were attached to was trying to be pulled up and you could see that on that corner of the hab that was being pulled up there were pieces that were again this is very hodgepodge everything's bolted together um there were pieces that had these channels had these had these machined lines which were of a different material than the the base material of that piece of junk and those lines were flashing a whitish blue light ah mm-hmm. as they were being pulled up and you don't aren't aware of this but as it was eventually ripped up and right. uh, Rodney made his way into the sky like a little bird um, <laughs> so for are there any dangers you haven't noticed none of them are glowing but you see some of those same fissures much larger mm. um in the surface here beneath the the ground that has been built up there are these same channels again they're they're for the most part like fairly flush it's not like they're like deep cuts or anything but where there is this other material and it's sort of see-through um it's it's opaque um but not perfectly so it's it's translucent and it's not currently glowing but it seems that the whole surface at least as much as you can see here has those same lines on it. Interesting. Are these, um, are they like parallel? Are they, are they twisting? Are they? They appear to be part of whatever the design was. Um, they're not twisting. They're all fairly angular lines. Gotcha. Um, and they are also, I would say, suitably large for the size of the piece of metal that you're currently on. Gotcha. Um, they're they're they scale. It seems with the size of the part in question. Okay, interesting. So, but none um, of them are lit right now. None of them are lit right now. Okay. Um, I I peg that as one of the dangers you haven't noticed because I think you would imagine that if that did start blinking, that it would probably be moved upward. Something would start moving. So that's a danger you haven't noticed, uh, <laughs> but now have right. Yes. Um, then your next one was what's your best way into something interesting. Um, I think you can see here at the the base, there is like a pried away panel mm-hmm. um, with like some lights hanging there that are like clearly not part of this original structure. Mm-hmm. Um, and there's a, a sign there that is like research, research station A3. And it's um, in a text I can read? Well, you have become one with space. That's and true. And I, I plus I'm a member of the Cosmic Library. Yeah, you can read it. <laughs> we haven't even, we haven't, this is one of those circumstances, we haven't even talked about what language they might be speaking here and you just know it. Right. Yeah. I know. Honestly, I was thinking about, I was thinking about that when you, you know, made it's the ear fish. Mm-hmm. When, what, yeah. We all have Babel fishes. Yeah. Uh, but I was, I was just, I was just thinking like, I guess, oh, I had this thought and I wish I had verbalized it um, when Hineus was, uh, I was like, guess the Universal Translator couldn't fi- figure out that one. <laughs> Universal Translator, ba- baby thoughts are too incoherent for it. Fair enough. Baby thoughts are all feeling. <laughs> Man, is there a Doctor Who episode where he speaks, he does speak yeah. baby. Matt Smith speaks baby. Mm-hmm. Well, Stormageddon. Yeah, Stormageddon. That's just Dark because Florida Matt Ball. Smith speaks baby. That's, that's just the actor. <laughs> the actor, not the character. Yeah. <laughs> LOL. Okay, yeah. So, yeah, no, okay. There's a there's a hatch with a sign that says... So, if you're looking for something interesting, like... Yeah, I'm going Other out. people have been checking things out here. You would assume that that's probably... Hell yeah. Not it. And other people have been um, checking you out. Hey. Uh, and then, what's your third question? My third question... My third question was, what's most vulnerable to me? Yeah. Uh, I mean, you can fucking pass through shit. Right. Uh, so, if you get deep enough into whatever's inside of this thing, like, I'm sure there's something that you, a scientist, could find interesting and muck around with. Um, Obviously, they've gone inside, these researchers have, in order to find more interesting things themselves. So, I would guess that what's most vulnerable to you, something that's not protected by this hard outer shell. Okay, cool. Um, Are you telling me that the planet has an exoskeleton? I am. I mean, the ship had skin. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, what's the frockter do? Um, definitely going to go down that uh, research hatch and see if there's something that looks spicy that I could glorp into. Yeah. I still don't like that glorp is a verb. Uh, so... Proctor, do you descend the stairs or do you descend the stairs? I descend. 
the stairs. Yeah, Froctor half submerged in the stairs, just sort of glides down uh, deeper in. And it's like, it starts to twist after a while in almost a corkscrew pattern. Mm. You can see that what was found here was sort of a hatch that was just uh, went straight, like just empty, right? And all of these stairs were added in by the researchers, you suppose, uh, to take them deeper in. And there's periodically lights hanging, but it's still somewhat dark as you make your way deeper in. And finally, in the depths of that darkness, at the base of that stairwell, there's a chamber. A chamber that I imagine looks a lot like the inside of a submarine, which is to say there's like lots of mechanical pipes uh, and wires all just sort of running open because there's not enough space to throw paneling over some of it, right? It's all fairly densely packed, but it's wide enough that you can stand in this space. And you see up ahead, there are a series of consoles that have been erected and like there's different wires and stuff running into the systems, you would assume, of this place. And standing there is the tallest fly that you've seen as they are, of course, on the body of a horse. Ah! Uh, <laughs> horse on bottom, fly on top. Now, when I say horse, I do mean Shetland pony. Of course. Um, they, they are. A horse is a horse, of course. They are horse. about uh, five feet tall in total. Twice as large as most of the people here. Somewhere between five and six feet. Um, and they. You just couldn't help yourself. Cause... No, absolutely not. Uh, they have a set of almost like those sort of steampunk goggles that they sell everywhere. Yeah. They got those over their eyes. Are uh, they compound steampunk goggles? Yes. <laughs> oh, yeah. They're very cool. And uh, they are watching the different monitors and uh, pressing away at some buttons there at the console. And you see hanging on a hook, um, as they're not currently wearing it, there is a lab coat that is labeled uh, Froctor Hoofenschmerz. Colleague? <gasps> uh, <laughs> and we're going to cut from there. Back to space. Where it was only two of our our people were, and now three of them are. As as I'm uh, navigating through the Centilac toward the what I think is some sort of ship or something, yeah. uh, do I just see Rodney in the mech suit just like fly? Ah! Past? Yeah, a, a a long angled piece. Uh, all of the extra pieces of Centilac that had been on it. It shed in its quick ascent oh. through the atmosphere. I'm like flapping behind it on the wire. <laughs> yeah, there's there's a, a long uh, angled, almost U-shaped piece that flies underneath your ship, heading deeper into the Centilac. Uh, and you see dangling on a wire behind it, a mech suit. And you hear in your comms, Rodney screaming. <laughs> Lenny mutes the comm. <laughs> 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 Cold as ice. <laughs> Thanks. Uh, <laughs> uh, <clears throat> and and that piece, of course, that uh, Rodney was was flying in on. Uh, you also see it has lines that are pulsing with that white blue light. And this space that you're in now, there's dozens, maybe even hundreds, of smaller pieces that are all pulsing with that same white-blue light. Uh, And you now see what was moving behind the Scintillac. Uh, Your ship, I imagine you have lights that you can turn on in the front. Like Um, headlights. Yes, like like your book (laughs) has headlights. Actually, it's it's a book light. Yeah. (laughs) A a book light, there's like a little hook that's been there on the book the whole time, I swear, Mm -hmm. Uh, uh, that folds out with a little light, Mm -hmm. uh, and you point it out. Uh, and now that you're illuminating it in between pulses, you can get a much clearer picture of what you see. And you can see that the different disparate pieces have been coming here to assemble into something larger. The piece that Rodney just rode in on, you see it link up around the sides of a large oval shape. And you realize now that this piece has just clicked in on the bottom and the the cylindrical one has already it's still dangling a little bit but as you're actually rolling up so to speak as you're as you're floating up you see it starting to stitch itself in and move up more perfectly into 
What is a metal face being formed? A giant metal face made out of iron. One might even say, I'm going to be so bad. Giant. <laughs> you bad man. <laughs> do I have I anything to throw at you? <laughs> I didn't think you'd do it. <laughs> and you see, uh, currently, one of the eyes is, is that still... what you were thinking all along? Yeah. Was an iron giant? Yeah. Because of the lights and all of the got it. You can see that coming out of the top of the head that is being formed here, uh, there is a antenna with a little ball on top that is flashing the brightest, that is summoning the different pieces. Hey, it has an antenna too. Yeah, just one though. And uh, one of the eyes is already in socket now, and you can see it glowing with a different light. It has a faint red glow. I look over at Lenny and I'm like, well, that doesn't, that doesn't look good. Um, red is usually a color that means bad things. Hey there, space fans. Welcome to the mid-roll. It's your keeper, David. We're happy to have you with us as our adventure approaches its climax which I don't mean to keep from you any longer than necessary, but there may be a bit of delay before the next episode. I've had a myriad of stresses in my life as of late, so I'm taking this coming weekend completely off for a little holiday. I expect such recreation will probably put me a bit behind in the edit for the next one, so please be patient. I don't think it will be more than a week delay, and we'll be giving some updates on Twitter and on the Cast Junkie Discord. So join us in either of those places, linked in the show notes, if you want updates, or just to chat with us, or tons of other great podcasts and listeners. I pretty much exclusively find new shows to listen to thanks to the Cast Junkie server, including The Storyteller Squad, a Monster of the Week podcast with a big and boisterous cast that I recently started listening to. They premiered around the same time as us, and their characters have steadily grown and evolved with the story in ways I've really enjoyed. Despite having a large cast, everyone gets time to shine, and the show bounces from epic to slice of life to great effect. You can find them on Twitter and Insta at Story Squad Cast, or Facebook and YouTube at The Storyteller Squad. Their promo will play at the end of today's episode. Give them a listen while you're waiting for our next. For now, I'll send you back to the action. Later. Captain's log. Date. Unknown. (laughs) I'm in a familiar environment, but it's dark. Too dark. (laughs) After the monster knocked me out, I'm unaware of what intentions he may have for my body. (laughs) I will remain vigilant. Nothing will get... Nothing will get the drop on me. End of Captain's Log. Nova, uh... Uh, Nova, the captain is... He's just been returned to his normal tank. Uh Uh, It's been moved slightly. Uh, It was inconvenient, the location it was sitting on uh, by the chair before. Of course, there's been all the strange maneuvers you've done. You've just moved his tank there next to you on the console that you're you're guiding the ship on. Mm -hmm. Um, It's faced out the window into the darkness of space. Got it. Uh... Catch Nova cringing the entire time he's doing this shit. He doesn't appear to have noticed you. Yeah, no. I wouldn't expect him to. Uh, as She's not Union, after all. That's right. It's true. I don't matter. I'm just the pilot. Uh, as, as he is doing a uh, captain's log to himself, um, you see beyond you in the darkness of space, it is intermittently... Uh, a glow with a faint bluish light, a bluish white light from the tip of a multi-tiered antenna you see coming out of the large floating metal head in front of you, mm-hmm. which I'll, I'll say is many times the size of your ship. 
Oh, uh, God. If, if it opened its mouth, it could eat your book hole. Your like book. Spot. Yes. <laughs> he eats you for a snack. He don't care. He glass <laughs> shock. The uh, Iron Giant. <laughs> but uh, you you put the captain back in his tank. Mm-hmm. Um, <sighs> but you put you you draped a like a bit of cloth over the top. I love it. Uh, and so when he's he comes to, uh, it's it's dark for him. Mm-hmm. So good. As his tank is seated there uh, on the console next to you, and as he is on the captain's log inside yes. his tank. Exactly. <laughs> yes. He is on. Yeah, he's on the captain's log, delivering his exactly. captain's log. And making a captain's log in well, all likelihood. Yeah, you, you can't see that, though. He might be, though. Gotta be saw, sawing you, some of those. Are you implying that he's taking a ship? Yeah. All right. He's well, pooping. He was sawing those captain's logs. That's true. And now he's delivering them, I guess. This is getting weird. Um, <laughs> it already was. I was gonna say, it wasn't already weird. It already was. Hi, we're floating around in a giant book. book. Yes. Uh, your book. <laughs> Why don't you take a look? The, <laughs> we're book. in. We're in a book. We're in a book. Uh, not everyone, Rodney. You two aren't. <laughs> yeah, that's true. I guess neither of us are. No, I'm in a mech suit. They're well, in a book. For how much longer? We'll get back to you, Rodney. But first, Nova, you and Lenny are inside of the SS Scholastic, uh, the Starship Scholastic. Mm-hmm. Uh, your book light is illuminating this area of floating synthlac and space little mecha debris. Uh, and in front of you is a partially assembled, massive, several times the size of your ship, massive steel head. I, it's an iron giant. <laughs> but, you know, <laughs> iron would be degrading in these conditions. Mm-hmm. Um, but each of the pieces that have assembled onto here look as mint as the day they were first made, wherever that was. Peppermint or wintergreen or... Experiment. Uh, experiment. Oh uh, my fucking god, that's so good. <laughs> is it is it experiment? Yes. Yes. That's the joke you just yeah, made. That's oh, <laughs> I only heard experiment. Yeah, like, yeah, but it's the, the Yeah, it's, it's a pun. <laughs> well Pat, it's don't worry, thing. you're not the one that's gonna look stupid in <laughs> There's this thing there's this thing called wordplay, Pat. You'd think I'd be familiar with how much I do it. I, I, you really would think. What do words mean? What do words what mean? What do words, guys? All right. Welcome back to what do words. <laughs> <sighs> David stretching the stress from dealing with us out of his bones. <laughs> oh, that stress will never leave my bones. The body remembers. <laughs> The brain may not, but the body, (laughs) the body remembers. So, so I'm, I'm staring at an iron giant. Yes. You are staring at the head of the iron giant. Uh, From here on after, I'm going to refer to it as such. His name is Ron. Ron. (laughs) 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 It's going for nine. Ron the giant. (laughs) So I'm, I'm staring at the face of this iron giant. That's blinking red. I look over at Lenny. I'm like, red means bad things. (laughs) And and Lenny's looking at me. Without a thought in his brain. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, Lenny, uh, it's blinking in a lovely pattern. How do you feel about that? Mesmerized. Yeah, I think so. Uh, Lenny, you can't you can't tear your eyes away. It's it's beautiful. Mm-hmm. Um, and Nova, you get a message on your console. It's it's just like you've been imitating this protocol, right? Mm-hmm. Um, I imitate a lot of protocols. Yeah. Uh, well, you've been imitating this one. Uh, you've been imitating this particular protocol, and that has gained you entrance to this place. Uh, the the pieces as they're going through this assembly process. Uh, they believe that you're part of that assembly process, uh, and therefore they let you come in through here so that you can be added to the to the machine. Do you, do you see where this is going? Because now there's a request on your console. Um, For which and, piece we are? Yes. Oh, I have an answer. Yeah? Yeah. We're part number 22.22. Dot 22. <laughs> yes. Dot 22. We still need Lenny to use the 22. Do you, do you enter that as your response? Mm-hmm. I would like you to manipulate someone. <laughs> okay. I love that. Oh, my God. Any chance I could use Sharp to do that since it's a, you know, a, a computer? Uh, Do you have a move that, that says this much? I don't think you do. 
I mean, I have, I've read about this sort of thing, which says I can use sharp instead of cool when I act under pressure. Ooh. Eh, sure. <laughs> ha- have you uh, read about this Iron Giant? I have. I, I've seen the movie. I've seen the fucking movie. Okay. That's true. Yeah. Uh, go ahead. Um, I think you should manipulate someone. And sure, I'll let you roll plus sharp just this once on a lark. <laughs> <laughs> Nine, ten, eleven. Okay. Uh, you enter your response code that you are part number twenty two dot twenty two dot twenty two. Dot twenty two. Dot twenty two is it? Yeah. No. Two two dot two two dot two two. Is it only? Yeah. Three? Yeah, it's, yeah, it's, it's only three. Just, just three. Well, I added four just for the. <laughs> <laughs> well, now the number's too big. No. Uh, <laughs> you you send in Agreed. your string of twos, uh, and the response from the protocol is orders for a docking procedure. Excellent. Um, it's strange. In recognizing this protocol, your ship is now following the procedures of it, uh, which is to listen to the instructions, if, in this case, uh, of the organizer in this relationship. And so your ship has received docking procedures and it has begun to drift forwards. Uh, it's appearing to try to dock somewhere beneath the head, as far as you can tell. Okay. Um, but you are uh, heading towards it. All right. Uh, for sure. As this is happening, as we're doing this, I'm going to just whisper over to Lenny. A quick question. You kind of hit the captain, right? And then we kind of put him in the tank with the thing over him. And and Lenny will get really wide-eyed and say, Do you think the captain is becoming a giant robot? That's not where I was going with that. Um, well, I like where your head's at. <laughs> My question was, did we kind of accidentally stage a mutiny? Nah, we turned him into a giant robot. He's going to be so impressed. Well, we're definitely turning into a giant robot, she says, as she turns the (laughs) ship into the giant robot. So Uh, Lenny is still, like, wrapped up in a lot of duct tape, and so he's going to kind of... Uh, hop over to the toolbox and open it with his mouth and then make a sound real quick and some scissors will float out of the toolbox and he will grab them with his teeth and just instead of like using them normally he will hit them on a piece of duct tape and all the duct tape will fall off. Excellent. Yes. yes. Beautiful. Uh, no no roll required. You just yeah. do that. Yeah. Um, wow. No roll required. Well, he's just getting himself cleared up. Well, considering he succeeded and he... <laughs> flavored his success as getting himself wrapped up in the duct tape. <laughs> Fair enough. Uh, Rodney, I want to go over to you. Me? Um, so we're leaving the ship. We're going out little old me. Into the expanse of space. You little see, Rodney? You see flickering above you in a set pattern, this blinking bluish-white light, both from the top of the antenna on the Iron Giant's head and then also mirrored in several of the pieces that are floating nearby, waiting for their chance to rejoin the head. Rodney, you are dangling there in space. You feel the tug of gravity that wants to pull you down to the planet below. But currently you have enough velocity as you are in orbit uh, that you're you're safe where you are. But uh, your, your rope is definitely under some tension right now. Um, I want to ask you, Rodney, would you read a bad situation for me? I would love to read a bad situation for you. That's a plus... A plus sharp. Is it a plus sharp? Mm-hmm. Sure is. Sure seemed that way. That's 12. That's a 12. Oh, uh, Well, congratulations. Uh, you may ask the keeper any question you want about the situation, not just the listed ones. Oh, yeah? uh, and you get to hold three. So you have three questions. And one of them I can make up? Yes. Cool. Yes. So your questions are, what's my best way in? What's my best way out? Mm. Are there any dangers we haven't noticed? What's the biggest threat? What's most vulnerable to me? And what's the best way to protect the victims? Would Rodney try to take down the Iron Giant from the inside? (laughs) Oh, I think that's a great idea. What's my best way in, David? Uh, So from your current position, if you can climb your way up your rope... Up, up your cable that is tying you to the harpoon wedged in the, the bottom lip of the Iron Giant. 
Uh, it's a piercing. Yeah, you've given him a lovely jaw piercing. <laughs> Ow. Rodney is the jaw piercing. Well, he's dangling from it. He's the charm. He's the charm. Oh, my God. Uh, so if you climb up uh, the the cable, um, you can make your way inside of its mouth. And that's that's probably the best way inside from your current position. Uh, alternatively, I say that um, you could get into its mouth, which I mean, it might have biters in there. You don't know for sure. So maybe you don't want to go in there. Uh, but there is currently one empty eye socket. And you know that that's a surefire way into the into the head. The eyes are the window to the soul. That's a surefire yes. way into the brain of it, too. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Uh my personal favorite question from read a bad situation are there any dangers we haven't noticed um yes uh as you're i need more than a yes as as you're dangling here uh so so you mentioned the fact that i'm attached to the iron giant's face which is a danger in and of itself i have gravity pulling me back down putting tension on the rope what else is there david so yeah the the danger you have noticed of course is that uh, at some point, you're going to have to let go of this cable in order to climb up the face of the thing. Mm-hmm. And at that point, if you fall off, uh, you have a very long way down. Um, so so roll high. That's, that's the danger you do know. Uh, the danger you haven't necessarily noticed yet, you see the the walls of Sintelac that have sort of formed here. Again, it's very loose. It's just clusters of junk here floating in space, right? But they've been spaced out by some of the pieces that have some sort of self-articulation as they've been coming up here to to join with the head. But you can see deeper in, right? Because it's again, it's not solid. Um, it's just a bunch of floating debris. Um, and you can see further along from your position, uh, especially you, you have the benefit of the lights from the ship as well that are helping to illuminate. And you can see that light bouncing off of metal objects deeper in. And you can see it's not here yet, but... The Sintelac is parting to make way for something coming towards you. Not just from one side, but from both sides. Okay, and now the question that I get to make up uh, is, uh, what can I do? And and I will clarify, I'm in a mech suit. David, what can I do? Remember you have a grappling hook. Yes. well, though, does, isn't that what oh, we have? Oh, was that was on the harpoon? It's sort of like, yeah, the harpoon oh, okay. grappling hook is, is what has yeah. pierced the lip jaw. But it's uh, a mech suit. Surely it does more than that. Yeah. Uh, so currently it's, it's, got air currently in it. it's saving your life. <laughs> it's got air. <laughs> it's um, got air in it. What's up? <laughs> so I think what you Isn't that do, enough for you? Gosh. Test it medium. Be grateful for what you have. <laughs> <laughs> I love you. <laughs> uh, I, what I, I want you to. When, I'll steal all the air. Call me. Call me President Scroob. Uh, what? what? Spaceballs. I don't. Uh, <laughs> that's a good. That was a good reference. I. I. It flew over my head for a moment. Um, much like the spaceballs in their ships. Anyway, you're in a mech suit, mm-hmm. but I. I don't want you to think of this as like a very high tech war mech suit. Mm-hmm. This is more like a, a, a part space suit, part assisted mech, right? Mm-hmm. Um, it, it's there to help you move and stuff. Um, and you did add a few things to it. I can't remember, did you end up putting a flamethrower on it or not? I think we tried and that was unsuccessful. Yeah, I think so too. But the grappling hook was... Yeah, you did get the grappling hook. Um, so I think your, your hook I, is kind of expended right now. Can I argue something? Yeah, well, go for it. What do you, you want? The planet is essentially a giant ball of metal, right? Uh, I mean, it's a triangular prism, but yes. <laughs> it's a giant hunk of metal, yes. right? Okay. I wouldn't imagine the gravity effect would be that strong, right? I mean, it's certainly not, like, Earth-sized. Yeah. Uh, but it might be, like, moon-sized. There's there's gravity there. This this thing's big. Can, this is this is bigger than the movie portrays it. Can the mech suit have like a magnetic effect on the feet to hold you down? Yeah, no, yeah. I will say I like that. Yes. I'll say what the mech suit has is um, it has an electromagnet that can help you attach to stuff. Cool. Um now again, it it this is a roughly put together suit. It may or may not fail you, but you right. do have it. Right. Cool. Do I have enough room mm-hmm. to swing myself with the cable that I have attached to the face right now mm-hmm. to swing myself and with the magnetic boots of the mech suit 
attach myself to the face. You certainly have enough space to try. Cool. Uh, I would like you to act, act under, under pressure. pressure. Yeah. <laughs> I figured. Are you cool? Hmm? Oh, I'm very cool. No. I got a plus one to cool, so... Oh, that's pretty cool. That's sort of cool. That's as cool as Proctor Og. Hey, that's not good. Oh, no! Yeah? <laughs> that's, a, that's a five total. Hey, Mark Experience. Yeah, Mark Experience. Mark Experience. Love it. Big um, fan. Oh, actually, Mark Two Experience. Do you want to know why you're marking Two Experience? Why? You, you have a move uh, that is like going off on your own to to go and check something out right yeah don't, don't worry i'll check it out oh you did do that whenever yeah. you go off by yourself to check out somewhere or something scary mark experience i guess what you're doing right now fair <laughs> <laughs> so yeah mark an extra one from that uh you i wasn't even thinking about that move yeah good uh, catch i'm only one away from leveling up guys <laughs> oh god <laughs> Man, I was pretty sure you guys wouldn't level up in this too. But then you, you gotta stop assuming. <laughs> I really have to. Um, okay, Rodney. You say that's me. Yeah, it sure is. Rodney, you you swing back, you swing forward, you swing back, you swing forward, you build momentum. Uh, and then you attempt to pendulum up and you decouple the cable and you let go and free free falling. Rodney, you're not like an expert on parabolic motion normally, um, but you I couldn't even in, spell parabolic. You certainly motion. aren't right now under these conditions. You misjudge the timing; it releases early. You you drift off. Your hand like grazes the side of the face. Uh, you just you touch its cheek. Ever so, so I loving. just gently caress the Iron Giant. <laughs> yes, Rodney, you do. Um, and roll to caress the and giant. You you. You go up a little bit, you drift past its face, and then, oh, that gravity, that gravity starts over, like, it becomes the, the overwhelming force, the force you had has been eroded, uh, and you start drifting back downwards, and as you're doing that, that scintillac that you saw parting, uh, finishes parting away to your right, and a massive iron hand comes out, a massive mechanical hand, completed, I might add, there's even part of an arm still dangling behind it. Uh, comes through the opening in the Scintillac and you see for a moment as your face turns to the Iron Giant that you just so lovingly caressed (laughs) you see that red eye if I were to call it a pupil the center of that light that had been almost uh, lazily not paying attention to anything before uh, it is locked onto you and that hand it's still lit red too right? oh yeah in fact I think the red the red has deepened um, as the hand comes out of the Scintillac and grabs around you, it catches you, Rodney. You're not falling to your death, but it catches you and it squeezes. Rodney, you take three harm. Hmm. Did, did, but he was I did, have... You have armor? I mean, the mech suit's got to provide some, <laughs> right? Yeah, the mech suit would, would be one armor in this instance. Wow. Mech suit only gives me one armor? Alright, fair enough. I mean, armor is pretty... So that's, Armor's very precious. So me. that's yeah. two, then. Yeah, so that's two harm. Ow. I really do want Rodney to die, but I want it to be fair. <laughs> <laughs> you know? Well, I mean, two, two yeah. harm for Rodney is very close to death. Yeah. Mm, I need yeah. two more, because three is my normal harm, yeah. and then I have to get one over to actually be unstable, right? Well, yeah, so normally, if you take more than three uh, harm, you are unstable. Yeah. For you, if you take more than three harm, you I'm die. Dead. Yeah. Oh, that's right. So, uh, I about that. Rodney is in the grasp of this giant hand. Uh, Rodney, do you cry out? <sighs> Son of a bitch. <laughs> Alright, hold on. Oh, would it be... Oh, man. Oh, now I gotta imagine being squeezed. Hold on. <laughs> <laughs> He's ne- Pat has never been squeezed before in his life. <laughs> I've never been <laughs> held tightly before. <laughs> no, uh, uh, <laughs> Lenny mutes Mike. <laughs> <laughs> Wasn't the mic already muted? Yes. Yeah.
It was. <laughs> I, I love the idea that because uh, earlier his pitch was so high when he was screaming through space that like you muted those pitches, but then like the lower ah was not <laughs> muted. So now those pitches are also muted. Uh, no, this is how I'm going to interpret it. So L- Lenny has his own comms and then there's like the ship comms. Oh, yes. And I think Lenny, you reach forward and just turn it off on the ship too. <laughs> uh, <laughs> Lenny Nova, we're back on the ship. Uh, I'd like... And it's at this point, I like to point out that Rodney's history with Lenny is that he looks up to Lenny. <laughs> it's true. And Lenny knows Rodney is something special, but Lenny also knows that Rodney <laughs> dies all the time, so it's fine. <laughs> Lenny's arc in this game has been learning to let his friend die. <laughs> well, no, you forget that Lenny pushed Rodney on an airlock. Yeah, I know, and he was real fucked up about it, and then Nova was like, don't worry, that's, and now he's not worrying. That's true. Character development. I mean, Lenny thought he might get fired. Happy. So was that why he was worried? Yes. (laughs) (laughs) So, uh, Lenny Nova, uh, you're on the ship. You are drifting downwards. You're below where this has just happened above you, but you can see it through the front windows of the ship. Um, Lenny has just turned off the comms to cut off uh, Rodney's pained screaming. Uh, Nova, how do you feel about that? Thanks, Lenny. Uh, Fuck both of you. (laughs) Do you continue with your docking procedures? Yes. Okay. I know he'll show back up here in a minute. I'm really interested to see what we are going to be a part of. Uh (laughs) Uh-huh. So, uh, actually, as you go to dock with the head. With the the giant. With with the giant. um, I would like you as well, uh, Nova, to read a bad situation as you are piloting. Get that good, good dice ASMR. Mm Mm-hmm. Nine. Yeah. Uh, so a nine gives you uh, one question. I've read the list just a moment ago, so the audience should remember. I forgot. <laughs> well, you have it in front of you, so. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, what's my best way in? Oh, I was going to make a suggestion. What's your suggestion? My suggestion was what's most vulnerable. I was thinking about that one as well. Um. Is your aim here to successfully dock and begin connecting with the giant? My aim is to get us safely situated within the giant so that we can navigate to wherever we need to navigate within the giant, i.e. we need to have a door available to us um, so that we can get deeper into the giant to, to go toward where we need to go, probably the head. Okay, so if you're saying the best way in, okay, we can work off that. So what I'll say is this, what I'll give you is this. In the docking process, uh, you've seen now with a couple of the pieces that have joined on to the head of the Iron Giant that there's, a, there's an assembly process to it. Sometimes the piece, you know, like flaps will open, things will join. Um, it's, it's a process. It's not just a click done. Mm-hmm. Um, and your piece is not... S- necessarily supposed to actually interface with this um last i checked what comes below the head on the body is not a book (laughs) (laughs) the head bones connected to the book bone (laughs) well i mean it is the spine of the book so you're right though yeah Uh, so i think that's actually how it's going to try to dock Mm -hmm. Your, your book open page is going to try to dock at the spine yeah um so I think you would know that as things, uh, whether they're supposed to open up or not, they're maybe going to be in this process of linking to this structure. Um, you'll probably be able to find a way in in the holes that will be ruptured in your ship um, in the docking process. But what I'm, I'm just going to tack on to that is that up till now, you've only been interfacing over this communications protocol. And in giving your ship the orders to imitate it, it has gone along with what the protocol has requested. Mm-hmm. Um, once you are more formally connected to this, uh, switch over from that uh, wireless to the hardwired connection. The connection is going to be a lot stronger than it has been so far. You're, you're no longer going to be spoofing the protocol. Your ship is going to start becoming a part of this. So another way in... Uh, could be through your own computing systems if you're the one who wins the day and which one becomes dominant. Gotcha. Okay. I mean, that's that's a good way to attempt that. So I'll, I'll say those are sort of your two. You have a physical option in, 
as your ship very much is going to not uh, super duper enjoy this docking procedure. And you have a more virtual way in via hacking. And as you are coming into this docking procedure, um, uh, this probably, do you have any aims here? Do either of you, Lenny, Nova, is there anything that you're trying to accomplish during this process? Sounds like we're trying to find a way to hardwire into the system that'll give us a leg up, which sounds maybe like a Lenny thing. Oh, Lenny does electromechanic pulls. Lenny does have many legs that could be up. Uh-huh. Lenny. <laughs> Thank you. You're welcome. Lenny. Lenny, I need you to do your best dial-up sound. <laughs> <laughs> Lenny has joined the chat. <laughs> so Lenny will imitate a um a dollop voice. <clears throat> Zach? Yeah. Okay. Do 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 David, do not be cruel. Add an actual dial-up tone. <laughs> no, oh, no, that no. He's so great. Uh, no, just leave it that horrible. Tone. Can you like morph his into an actual dial-up? Tone? I can. I can convolve them. Yeah. Oh, good. Auto tune that boy. Yep. <laughs> auto auto tune Lenny, please. Yeah. So yeah, Lenny is doing this. That's there actually go. really good. That is actually quite good. So for- just use that one. <laughs> Sorry, the table. <laughs> For the record, and we'll come back to this. Yeah. This is the second instance since Lenny has reboarded the ship that he's used his rote. So his rote being he makes the noise at the yes. toolbox and it gives him what he needs. Um, and when Lenny, as the Hex mm-hmm. playbook, uses a rote, they get plus one forward on the next rolls that they make. So does Lenny now have plus two towards the next roll he makes? Uh, I think we, I can't remember if we already used, have you expended that at all? Nope. Well, then you have plus forward to your rote roll, I would say. Oh, yeah, yeah. Oh, yes, I still roll. The consequences are determined ahead of time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, okay. So (laughs) if if we've neglected to use it before now, whoops. Uh, <laughs> I mean, fine. that makes sense because the last thing you did was yeah. the the duct tape. I think. Yeah, Lenny oh, hasn't yeah. done Lenny hasn't done a whole lot that wasn't the rote. So it's yeah, <laughs> that's fair. Um, okay, yeah. So I, I will I will give you plus one forward on onto this roll. So okay. you can you can use an extra plus one on this on, on this rote roll. Yes. Okay. Cool. Whew, heavens. Okay, I rolled a four here. Um, well, you have plus one, and then uh-huh. plus your weird. Oh, plus one, plus one. Well, that still puts me at seven. Well, I guess seven, seven would be okay. Success. It's fixed for now. Yeah, that'll okay. do. That'll do. Uh, oh, good. So then uh, re- read the... So is it just it's yeah. fixed for now? It is fixed, dot, 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 for now. Gotcha. Uh, so you make this noise before your box. <laughs> do, do, uh, do. Yeah, actually, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> let's, let's do another, let's do another <laughs> thing, thing recorded. Uh, okay. Do, do, do. Uh, and the box rattles and pops open and floating gently out of it you see it's like one of those little usb antennas that you can like add add on to your computer you know Uh, Uh some Mm -hmm. of you out there will know what i'm talking about uh why does this toolbox have that (laughs) (laughs) i got a secret it didn't two seconds ago (laughs) Uh, and you... I never saw the Fractor touch a computer. <laughs> what? Wait a minute. <laughs> or what are you implying? That for the Fractor did all of his calculations with geometries? Let's Is be this... honest. That sounds like a Fractor thing to do. <laughs> Is this happening over the intercoms right now? <laughs> no, the intercoms are muted. Yeah. <laughs> all right. <laughs> uh, so, Lenny, you go over and you plug it into your computer you you plug it into here on in the main console of the computer at the bridge uh click and you see all of the displays that hadn't currently been used uh they like flare to life and they just you just see streams of like you know matrix style of like code going across it it looks very cool uh for the record everybody this is not at all how network communications works uh it's a very very dull process uh speaking as somebody who used to work for an isp like mm, that's a internet, internet service, service provider. provider. Yep. 
this it's it's all very very boring everything you've seen on tv is wrong uh <laughs> everything we're doing right now is wrong but it looks cool it looks so cool just imagine how cool it looks this is an audio only medium so it looks as cool as you can possibly imagine exactly. lenny's eyes light up with this green light as a bunch of ones and zeros <laughs> yes goodbye <laughs> You feel the power. You feel the power of the network flow through you. Can I wait? Wait, wait, wait. Sorry. Can I just? <laughs> I love the. <laughs> I just started imagining because ones and zeros, right? I just imagine like Lenny's little caterpillar arms are like like the ones that are ones are out and the ones that are zeros are in, and his arms are just like flailing back and forth to represent the code. I, I think that's canon. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it, whole, well, this is going to matter. Four people are going to get this, but basically your whole body has become a shift register. Yeah, um, I'm not one of those yeah. four. I'm not one of those four people. <laughs> it's if you're one of the four people who got that, uh, be sure to subscribe to our Patreon. and <laughs> <laughs> More big, dirty bloopers that you might understand. <laughs> the bloopers for this is much, much longer than that. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Lucas for this are about twice as long as the actual show. Oh my god! Uh, it's not, but it's it's it close. Could be. It fucking could be. <laughs> it should close. be. Um. Anyway, so yes, Lenny, you plug it in, and your ship now has uh, you have an advantage here thanks to your your repair work, your enhancement work of the computer systems. Plug it in. Plug it in. Okay. Quick question. Yes. The ship has a USB drive. Okay, so important, why wouldn't it? Important procedural question: Is the USB drive USB A or USB C? Uh, it's it, USB B. It's actually it's a printer cable. It's actually it? USB Z. Yes. yes. Okay, you know what? That's acceptable. I it's, love it. It's USB Z. Could it be oh, USB okay. Y? <laughs> no, because that's we all ask that question. <laughs> <laughs> and everyone said, "Why." USB Y. <laughs> yeah, so USB Z. Yeah, it's USB Z. Um, and what are you Canadian? Well, this is no, audio. I'm Canadian. Yeah, she she's half Martian, half Canadian. She can. Yeah, I say Z. Z. Because I'm only half Canadian. <laughs> Z. Uh, anyway, so <laughs> what are you saying? I, I was thinking real hard about that. <laughs> so the. The computing systems on your ship roar to life. You hear all of the tiny fans inside there just really kick in uh, as as your monitors uh, all flicker with numbers, uh, flickering back and forth across the screen, uh, and you engage in inner technological battle uh, with the Iron Giant. Uh, I like to think David, I need you to say that again, but with more neckbeard in your voice, please. Inner technological battle. (laughs) Would this be considered big magic? Uh, I don't think so. Okay. I like to think that Lenny has like many, many arms across many, many keyboards in front of him. Yes. And he's typing furiously. But he doesn't know how to use a keyboard and he has no idea what's happening. (laughs) Yeah, picture it. Picture it. You've you've plugged in this dongle to the machine. Uh, All of the, as we described earlier, all of the, you know, all of the lights come on, all the letter numbers start flashing, and, you know, the camera zooms in on Lenny. Several hands on a, a, like, three-fold-sized keyboard, clacking away on all the keys, uh, pressing all the buttons. I'm imagining, like, a la um, Davy Jones, like, playing the organ. Yes. Oh, beautiful. Yes, go ahead. Uh, Yes, exactly. I'm going to have that that stuck in my head now. Thanks a lot. (laughs) You're welcome. Uh, And as the camera pans out, you can see that the keyboard is not plugged in, and Nova is just watching (laughs) you. No, Nova's doing the actual. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. No, but you're controlling the docking which is, procedure. Which is one mouse and occasionally typing a <laughs> Oh, that's beautiful. Now, I imagine uh, like on those old arcade golfing games, the mouse is just like literally a ball embedded in the dash yes. that you roll around. Yes, absolutely. Um, anyway, uh, so the ship docks and the whole thing shakes and you feel the ship vibrate as you hear shearing noises as parts of your hull are being uh, moved uh, according to the docking procedure. Oh, yeah, I forgot and, to mention that was going to happen. <laughs> uh, and your ship begins docking with the Iron Giant.
Hello, adventurers. Do you enjoy stories about monsters and magic? Welcome to Autumn Falls, a cozy small town in the Pacific Northwest. There's mysteries to uncover, but first, let's check in with our heroes. He's scooping about like he probably shouldn't be. I'm Hugo Rashad. Fighting monsters isn't the safest thing. Bright pink, over-caffeinated, it's me, Bethany Miller. When you said disaster queer, every single person looked away. Can I get verbal confirmation that none of you will say anything about what you saw today? Agent Lonnie Whitaker, reporting in from the Eastie Agency. Lucky for you all, Lonnie is very cool. It's really weird and bizarre and a whole lot of feeling stuff that I did not want to get into, so I kind of booked it out of there. I'm Raven Eugenia. Every coherent thought has just left my brain. I just wanted to be friends because that's what everyone else was doing. My name is Damien Edgecrest. I want to be like these people, you know? Clearly talking to the tree is not a normal thing that people can do. I'm Felicity Starnbrook. Surprisingly, I'm useful. If I'm being perfectly honest, I don't want people knowing what I am. I'm Aiden Brightwood. Well, that was not the magic I expected to be practicing. If you'd like to join our heroes as we play Monster of the Week, then check out The Storyteller Squad, available wherever you listen to podcasts. Let's have an adventure. Adventure.